Welcome back, Movie Hal. My name is Joe. I am joined once again by Ryan. And we are here to review not a movie this time. We review movies so far. This I would classify as a film. This is The Lighthouse starring both Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. And this was a film that I have to, I think my brother would have really appreciated. He was into weird films and things that were not, certainly not mainstream, which I put this in that category wholeheartedly. This, I want to say this first about it. When I got done watching this film, I just sat there for a minute and I felt, I felt very anxious. It was, it was a hell of an experience. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm almost not sure exactly the things I want to talk about with it, but we're going to review it and we really hope you enjoy it. And I'm dying to know, Ryan, what did you think of this movie? Well, we were texting before we got on here that we each had to grab a drink. Yep. You're right. Mine is not water or soda. It's gin, mostly gin. Mine is straight whiskey. No ice, just just whiskey. This took some time to recover from enough to where yes. I could think about it right. I, I had to do yard work after this. Oh, my God. Like we, we have a yard waste pickup coming up. So I got done watching this. I went outside and I'm riding around on the lawnmower just with this running around my head like Jesus fuck just I had no idea what, <laughs> what was going on <laughs> this okay I'll I'll say this uh you probably shouldn't watch it if you're listening to this it's probably better for your mental health to avoid it that being said uh it is the weirdest movie I've ever seen up until this point that spot was taken by Beyond the Black Rainbow, which is really, really bizarre and hard to track. Which I have this, not seen. This beat it. Like, I had been saving that movie for a point where we had more listeners built up and we needed, like, just something big. And I think I shouldn't be allowed to pick movies anymore. Because I picked <laughs> Nomadland, and then I picked this, and... Okay, Neither you, of those I know gone. you say you picked this, but this was also one I wanted to watch as well. I wanted to watch it because of Robert Pattinson. Before Ben Affleck went out as Batman, yeah, I watched Argo and the Town. Okay. And I thought this would be the same sort of thing. Like, I thought it would be a thing that would give me more of an introduction into Robert Pattinson's acting ability and having him in a more serious role. I, mean, I, I had my doubts about how well this would go with Willem Dafoe being in it and just how famously bizarre he is. But I this didn't expect a, anything like this. This a is a perfect like, movie for him. Oh my God. He is so good in it. They're, they're, both, they're both really, really good. Like their really acting good. is so good. Again, don't watch it. If you value your sanity, don't watch it. If you have a wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, loved ones, kids, don't watch it with them. Oh, my God, no. Like, if you watch it, you need to watch it by yourself or with somebody brave and assess it because this is so weird. Like, I texted my fiance while I was watching this, and I was like, I am so glad we didn't decide to try to watch this together yesterday. Like, you would not be able to handle this. Oh, my God. Like, we tried to watch the first episode of that Teen Titan series, and she couldn't handle that. I'm sorry. Like, the cartoon? No, no, there's a live action one. Okay. And it's relatively violent. 
at least in the beginning. But we got maybe 15 minutes in and she's like, nope, can't do this. So this movie, the stuff that happens in this. Ooh. Oh, my God. I mean, not not like violence wise, just everything that's going on in it. It is so weird. It there's so much to it. And my first reaction when the movie ends is I didn't like that. But the more I digested it, the more I thought about it. Oh, my gosh. It's I I think it's great. I don't know if I've changed my position on still not liking it, but (laughs) I think it's great. Okay. so number one, the acting like you've already mentioned was fantastic. Willem Dafoe. So there's two characters basically in this entire movie. That's really all there is. Mm-hmm. So for everyone who doesn't know what this movie's about, it's now w- both Ryan and I on this channel have done kind of madness movies. We did high rise. We did Joker. This is a whole nother, not even level. This is like levels beyond what we have already reviewed. Like those movies that we reviewed that were madness. They were movies. This as I wrote in here, as I have said every time I've texted anybody, talked to my girlfriend about it, this is a film. And it is a film about two men who work at, on a, at a lighthouse, old school lighthouse, and end up getting stuck there because of a bad storm when they didn't expect to. It was supposed to be four weeks, and then that was it, but they end up getting stuck. And just how everything goes from there. One thing I never realized that I didn't even write down in my notes, but wanted to talk about was how much work is involved in keeping something like this maintained. There's no computers. There's no anything that we'd be used to or that we would think of with a modern, probably lighthouse. But like his wheelbarrow has a metal wheel. Like he's trying to to wheel the coal from where he gets the coal to the furnace that runs everything. There's so much physical effort involved in this that I was just in awe of that by itself. But that's such, such a small portion of what really this movie is about. While you're talking about features you liked, I just wanted to interject that I really liked the way it was filmed. Yes. I really like the framing. I like the visuals. It looked like a lot of the shots were done with just available light. There's some really cool silhouette effects and the way, you know, the way the, the, what am I trying to say? The way the tones kind of roll off, um, the transitions from darks to lights, things like that. It's very, I knew immediately it had to be filmed and I looked it up and it was, it was shot on a certain type of Panavision camera using lenses from the thirties and a specific type of film that I'm not going to mention because nobody's going to care about that. (laughs) But I really like the effort. I mean, you're talking about effort it took to run a lighthouse. There would have been a lot of effort involved in doing this movie with these old style lenses, trying to get the exact aesthetic they're going for, especially when you can't review it in real time the way you might want to. Yeah. I mean, if they screwed up a scene or if there was a hair in the gate of the camera, they might have to go back and reshoot a whole sequence something like that it was really impressive the way they did that the other thing that was really strange to me was the sound design some of the i i have a fairly high-end bose system at home that i that was provided the sound for this or started to 
and I had to switch to headphones because the sound it it was making my speakers crackle. Okay. Like there was bass that went so low and these weird tones and these weird like ambient noises that just make you feel like you're saying so anxious. It's really like there's just so much effort and care put into this tone, like the tone of the movie, the the visuals of it, the sound, the way everything plays together to just make the whole thing incredibly uncomfortable. Incredibly. I really had to turn it up. I had to adjust some settings in prime because there were no subtitles for this. I couldn't I couldn't put on a subtitle thing, so I had to turn it up. I had to put the speech at a higher level than everything else because I really wanted to pay attention and understand what was being said, and that was not a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first interaction between Willem Dafoe's character and Robert, Robert Pattinson's character after he first gets to this little island where the lighthouse is was great. It wasn't much. It was just them having some dinner and Willem Dafoe was trying to, to toast and he poured some, I, it was a clear form of alcohol. So whether gin or vodka, probably well, we don't, we don't know that it's clear. We just know it's light. Could have been a light whiskey or a rum. I mean, I guess so. It, to me, it looked clear. Okay. I, so, so I assumed it was some sort of gin or whiskey, but yeah, it could have been that. Um, this movie we haven't mentioned. If you look up anything about, it, it's in black and white. So, like you said, some of the the visuals, like when Robert Pattinson's looking up at nighttime at the lighthouse, and there's like a silhouette that you know, as the light goes by, it's Willem Dafoe standing there, and it's behind Robert Pattinson's character. It, it's really good, mm-hmm. really well done. But that first interaction with those two, he's trying to toast. And, and Robert Pattinson, he he for whatever reason won't won't drink the alcohol, and so he dumps it out and he fills it up from the spigot that's in the house, <laughs> and it's it's like septic water. He spits it out immediately, and Willem Dafoe kind of laughs at him. That's what you get, and you have all this work you have to do. It just it set the tone for what this movie was going to be, and I I don't know if I was. Like based on the previews, I kind of thought I knew what I was getting into. I a hundred percent did not know what I was getting into. Yeah, I actually kind of expected it to be a little bit like there will be blood, mm. because there was no dialogue until about the seven minute mark. Right. I mean, there will be blood. I think goes like almost twenty minutes before anybody says anything. I did find a subtitle setting, so maybe there's something up with whatever you use to watch it. But oh, maybe from that very first toast. I had to turn on subtitles. Yep. Because really... like just the yes. stuff they're saying, it it all sounds more the way it would sound if you're in the room, kind of, versus the way it would sound if they were mic'd up. Got you. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not particularly clear. Like if Robert Pattinson is looking down, you know, his speech is a little bit more muffled than it otherwise might be. It's not super clear. When they're drunk, they're like mumbling. But Yeah, I expected this, or I can't say I expected but from the outset of this movie, there's a very creepy tone mm-hmm. with it. But it wasn't it wasn't creepy. It was it was insane. It was. Yeah, 100 percent. It was insane. There's, so, mm. well, from here, do you want to get into spoilers? Oh, we're going to have to. So what's your recommendation at this point? Watch or not watch? Oh, my gosh. Um, I went back and forth on this. I have to say watch. 
The performances in this are fantastic. Willem Dafoe, which I'm not surprised. He's a creepy dude in and of himself. He was great in the role of the, the leader, the head of these two men. There's two men. And so he's in charge. And he's in charge of whether or not this character that's played by Robert Pattinson gets paid. Like he comes just to work, just to work the lighthouse. And so he's in charge of whether or not he gets paid at all. He was fantastic. And Robert Pattinson was fantastic. So I, like you said, do not sit down with your loved ones. Certainly do not sit down with any children mm-hmm. and try and watch this movie. But it is okay. Again, I said movie. I don't, I don't mean to say but it's a film. It's and I, I'm really trying to make that distinction between the two. We have reviewed up to this point movies. A movie is this enjoyable. Is a, right. This, this was something else. Enjoyable. This is, yeah, this is an experience. Yes. Yes, it is. So I would still stick by my original thing. Probably don't watch it. <laughs> Unless you just really want to go through a weird experience. It is so fucking weird. It's so weird. Oh, my God. So let's we'll get into spoilers from here. You've been warned if you want to. I mean, maybe from this, you'll decide if you want to actually watch it. There's no way that what we talk about is going to do it any justice. So do you have any uh, particular points you want to call out or any questions you would like to ask if you had? So one of the first things and you you can feel free to cut this out. That's fine. But one of the first things that popped into my head when Robert Pattinson is walking up, uh, it's his first time really making the rounds as it was doing his regular daily chores. And he's walking up with this wheelbarrow full of coal. And there's a seagull who blocks his path. Yes. Yes. And it's, and it's where, you know, after that is where Willem Dafoe's character says something about don't, don't kill a seabird. It's bad luck. It's bad luck to kill a seabird. But when I saw that, the only thing I could think about was that, Stupid video I sent you with the seagull. That's all I could think about. Yeah, I, I sampled it. I sampled that for the soundboard in here because as soon as I saw that seagull looking at that guy, I thought the seagull was thinking, you fucking fuck fuck. <laughs> <laughs> there are, and this isn't really one of them, there are a couple moments of levity in this movie. Mm-hmm. Not a lot, mm-hmm. but there's a couple moments. Like there's a line that I wrote down where Willem Dafoe's character is very possessive of the lighthouse. Mm -hmm. And to get up to the top level where the light itself is, it's under lock and key. And uh, Robert Pattinson, at one point, carries up. He has to oil something. And he carries up this drum of oil. It looks heavy as sin. And he's carrying up all these stairs. (laughs) The line is... You would you a dullard? Ah, oh, fooled me. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was yeah, he hands him the smaller like canister that he's supposed to use. He's like, all right, Absolutely. take that drum back down. I'm like, you're gonna burn this whole place. <laughs> I used to play a bioware game called uh Jade Empire. Mm-hmm. And there was a character in it called Three Sheets Dutong, because all he did was drink. It was always three sheets to the wind. Okay. I kind of feel like that right now. <laughs> Dude, I felt messed up after watching the movie. Right? 
I didn't even drink anything during it. And I felt like yep. I felt messed up. And there was a point where I realized Robert Pattinson's character hadn't drank anything in a while. And he still looked messed up. Like he's just anyway. <laughs> okay. So we were going to go through this. So the seagull showing up, there's that whole conversation about don't kill a seabird. It's bad luck. Right. Um, let me take a look at my notes there. I, I took uh, a couple pages of notes on this. Just, you know, yeah, me too. I mean, it's so there are some moments that look really cool. Like I said, I really like the visuals. Um, I thought I thought at first that the scene of Robert Pattinson going in, he's like putting his stuff down and whatever. And you hear this water running noise. Yeah. And then you realize it's Willem Dafoe pissing in a chamber pot. Yes. And he's just out of view because he's like behind this chimney stack or whatever it is. I thought that was just to kind of establish more about the time that they're in and the conditions they're living in because I didn't like it in Nomadland that they, they showed stuff like that. It didn't really bother me per se, but it just didn't seem to serve much of a purpose. They kind of hit that point a couple times in that movie. Yeah. In this one, they hit it a few times and it does actually pay off at the end. Oh my God. Where Robert Pattinson is flipping out on him <laughs> talking about his farting. I meant to clip it out and make like yeah. uh, some sound clips for this, for the board out of it. Or it's like, <laughs> you got <a> damn farting. <laughs> that was so good. Oh, man, that whole thing. And then it's just like, you got a word away with words. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So there's a scene where, all right, as this movie progresses, it gets to the point where, and even the whole thing, really, you do not know how much time has passed ever throughout this entire movie. You have no earthly idea from point A to point B how much time has gone by. But there's a point where Willem Dafoe gives this speech to Robert Pattinson and he just goes off. Like, Robert Pattinson doesn't like his cooking. Oh my God, yeah. And he gives him this huge... It's not even a speech. He's cursing this man. Yeah, he's appealing to Poseidon, basically, right. to, Poseidon to take him and destroy him. Yeah. And at the end, of, this is one of the moments where I genuinely laughed because at the very end of that, Willem Dafoe has this huge monologue about Neptune and cursing Robert Pattinson's character. And the at the very end of it, he's like, oh, okay, well, feel that way about it. I liked your food. Yeah. Yeah, it was just, yeah, real quick thing, like, fine, have it your way. I liked your cooking. <laughs> oh, my God. It's one of the, yeah, it's one of the only moments I laughed at, too. Another big what the fuck moment was when. Mermaid vagina. Oh, my God. Okay, so. All right, the preferred. No, well, he's, he finds the mermaid thing. Okay, here's two connected yes. things that I noticed. He finds. he sits beginning. down. Yeah, he sits down on the bed and he notices something like that he's sitting on and he reaches into this little hole in the mattress and he pulls out like some stuffing and then he pulls out this wooden mermaid toy thing right whatever it is yes okay so there's that there's also a scene where he's repairing the roof and he looks yes. through this hole and you see willem defoe butt and he's like grinding on the bed and it made me wonder is there a hole like that in both mattresses and is is this what that's for i had to rewind that I did that too. That scene you're talking about, I was like, I, I skipped back the 10 <laughs> second skip and was like, did I see what I thought I saw? And yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. He does find this mermaid. There's this whole thing. The mermaid 
reveal got spoiled for me because I paused it at one point in Amazon being Amazon. They've got that x-ray thing. Yes. And it showed, you know, so-and-so plays the mermaid. Yep. And there's this scene and you find out that this body that he's seeing is the guy that he allowed to die. Right. I couldn't totally tell what I was looking at in the water, but it, it turned out to be logs and this person floating there. And then under it all. That's what that was. Those were logs. Yeah, they were logs. I didn't realize absolutely. it until that he says sense. way later on that he used to be a logger. That absolutely makes sense now. Thank mm-hmm. you. And then there's this mermaid that shows up. And she's making this screeching noise. And I kind of regretted that I had headphones on at that point because that was horrifying. <laughs> I bet you did. <laughs> and they're not like they're those Sennheiser ones that I always wear. Like, so it was like it was all around. me. <laughs> um, yeah, that was super weird. And she shows up again. He, he thinks he's seeing a body on the beach and he goes over and it's this pretty girl and he's like touching her. Right. Like he, he touches her this, face. It moves, he the, moves seaweed the seaweed out. Seaweed off of her face. And then he goes down and yeah, he, well, like he sees naked. her, he sees her boobs and he's like, he's like, all right, you know, I can do this. And then he goes down and he sees her gills and he's like, Jesus fuck. And then he goes down further and he starts seeing like all that stuff. And he's like, Jesus fuck. What? <laughs> <laughs> and then, we see him uh, masturbating multiple times in this movie. Okay. More than we need right. to. And we if you're going to bring that up, I have hear- to say, the very first time they showed a scene with that, mm-hmm. my first thought was, you just got here. Like, I understand. I know this is going to be a movie about you being stuck here. Based on the synopsis I read, there's been other movies made on the lighthouse. This is not an original story. You just got here, dude. Like what was what was worse about it was I watched it with subtitles and in subtitles, it said like soft thudding (laughs) for that noise. It had that noise subbed in. Oh, and then, yeah, at the one point we see him doing it and then we see what he's thinking about and he's trying not to think about the guy that he like allowed to die. Right. But he's also thinking about that mermaid and that wet ass cloaca that he just can't. And then he's imagining it. He's like imagining having sex with this mermaid. Okay. So speaking of that right there, that's something I need to bring up in this movie. There's many things that happen that you do not know if they're real or fake. Like Mm -hmm. in Joker. Let's take an example of Joker. There were things that happened in Joker that they go back and show you what actually happened versus what he imagined happened in this Mm -hmm. movie. So many things happen and you're, you have no idea. Did this actually happen? Did he imagine it? There's a point where Willem Dafoe's character says to him, you've been saying this to me for weeks. Yes. Yes. And Willem Dafoe also changes his stories. He tells him at one point he broke his leg and he was in this uh, hospital run by nuns. And he's like joking about how the nuns were. Right. And then the next time we hear that story, he's talking about how he had scurvy and that did his leg in. Right. And that's when we start to think that it's him that's doing this stuff. And Robert Pattinson is drunk. It's right before that scene that you talked about earlier where he goes on that monologue about, you know, Neptune or Poseidon, whatever he called him, like, you know, mm-hmm. destroy this dude. And Robert Pattinson is like, I don't buy this. Like you said, everybody, you said everybody's teeth fell out on a boat and then you were stranded on an island and you ate grass. How do you eat grass without teeth? Every animal that eats grass needs teeth. So he he's clearly questioning him. The and he's answer even to that, up. by the way, the answer to who, how do you grasp without teeth was hilarious. Yeah. 
That yeah. was great. There, there are a lot of good moments between them too, oh where I gosh. feel like they're actually getting along pretty well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that there are so many moments of this, you know, ambiguity where you don't know, is it an unreliable narrator situation or is it that Willem Dafoe is actually doing something and trying to make him nuts? Like there's a point where he he's asking what happened to your old, the guy who had this job before me, what happened to that guy? Right. And he finds a head in the lobster pot and he thinks that's the guy. See, but okay. Right there. Did he actually find a head? Right. Exactly. Exactly. He's, he's he telling him like, he's telling him, oh, I found the body. Like, I know what you did. And Willem Dafoe's like, what are you talking about? You know, so I don't know if he's gaslighting him or what. Right. And then, yeah. Oh, my God. There are so many scenes like we know. I think Willem Dafoe being obsessed with the light. Thomas being obsessed with the light is real because he never let Robert Pattinson up there. He was originally called Ephraim, Ephraim Winslow. And then he reveals later on that he stole that identity from somebody he allowed to die that he hated. And his real name is uh, Tom Thomas Howard. Yes. So, but he just calls him Tommy. So we got Tom and Tommy. So Willem Dafoe, Tom or Wake, we could just call him Wake, right? That was his name. Yes. So Willem Dafoe's character's last name is Wake and Howard is Pattinson's last name. So let's just refer to them as that. But Wake never allows Howard up to the lighthouse. He always locks it when he's up there. We see multiple times that he like takes his clothes off when he's up there and he like kind of basks in the light at night. That scene that you're talking about where there's this shadow that's cast and it's kind of neat looking. Yeah, that's a point where Robert Pattinson looks up there and sees that Willem that it's a point where Robert Pattinson sees that Wake is standing there at least shirtless in this light. And then he like hides around the corner and kind of watches him as he comes out and starts to put his clothes back on and stuff like that. And we also see him sneak into the lighthouse while while Wake is up there and we see Wake's bare feet through the grate and we hear this noise and this moaning. And then this fluid, this thick fluid starts coming down and then a tentacle. Right. Like, oh, my gosh, what was happening? I don't know. They never explained that. And all you're left asking is, is it real? (laughs) Oh, my. There's okay. So as I said, there's so many things that happen in this movie that you do not know if it's real or uh, Howard. Robert Pattinson's character imagining being just insane. I I don't know. And it, one of the things I think I really liked about this movie was that you don't get those answers. I, I think too many movies nowadays have to give you the answer to every question versus just leaving it for the audience's imagination, leaving it for us to figure out, or to think about ourselves and decide for ourselves what we think happened. Hmm. And that's what happened in this one because you have no idea. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a point that I do like in a lot of movies. And I was kind of thinking about the movie industry in to in, in like totality as I was watching this, you know, why is it? I mean, people complain about things like Marvel movies getting made that that's not real cinema. What the fuck is this? <laughs> like what is this and how does it get made 
How does this make money? Who greenlit this? Like, we're going to have a dude be stuck on an island with another dude who's older, and that dude's getting jerked off by an octopus monster at the top of a lighthouse. And the other dude really wants to get up there because he wants, you know, a little bit of that cloaca himself. And I just, none of it makes any sense. I mean, the the one that really bothers, well, there are a lot that bother me. A lot of this movie bothered me. There's a scene, though, in particular where Robert Pattinson is looking for, I keep calling him Robert Pattinson, but you know who I mean, Howard. Howard. Is looking for Wake after he confesses that he allowed his old boss to die. That he saw that he was going to slip into the water and be forced under by these logs and just lets it happen. Yep. He goes looking for him and he goes up into the lighthouse and out onto like the ledge or, or whatever. And there's a person laying there and he reaches down and the person turns around and it's him. Right. And then somebody grabs him from behind and he looks back and it's wake, but wake is naked and wakes eyes are shining light onto Howard's face. Oh my gosh. And they have this really cool image. Yep. But what the fuck was that? And then the very next scene, it's daytime and Howard is running across the island and he runs into the shed and he grabs a boat out and he starts trying to pull it towards the water and he's got a life vest on and all this stuff. And Wake comes running up behind him with an axe and he goes, don't leave me and like starts destroying the boat, which made sense. But then you're right. Immediately after that, they're in back in the house and Wake is telling Howard, well, why did you chase me with the axe? Why did you destroy the boat? Why did you do this? Mm-hmm. And it just showed us the exact opposite of that happening. And you're like, wait, what actually happened? I, A lot I, of the drunk scenes were were fun to watch, kind of. Yes. I really like the one where they're dancing. Like, like, they're slow dancing with each other. Like, they get up and they're doing these, like, jigs. And then they're slow dancing together, and then they kind of look at each other for a second, like they're going to kiss, and then they shove each other away and both put their fist up, and they're like, yeah, yeah. And then they start punching each other. (laughs) I mean, I know you're not allowed to do this anymore, but that's the kind of stuff me and my friends did as kids, not the dancing stuff, but just like, all right, we're going to fight now. We're going to like wrestle now. Right. We never like really tried to hurt each other, but we just be like, all right, let's fight. Right. That's what that's what little boys do. Mm hmm. We're we're aggressive creatures. That's what I, that's what a human <laughs> male is. But that's, it's like this uh, reminded me of so so much as a kid. It's like no, come on, let's do it. And they're like, all right. And then they fight for like two seconds and they're like, get off me. And they're just done. <laughs> and then they go back to like you know they have this constant back and forth between being friendly with each other and not you know believing in each other and trusting each other and not. And one of the things that we find out that's important to mention, since we're talking about this unreliable narrator aspect to this movie, this film, is that Wake says the previous person who held the job went crazy, that he believed that there was something with the light that was holy, divine, sacred, whatever it was, that he was obsessed with mermaids and things like that. And Howard at one point even thinks that the mermaid, what would you call that? I mean... What is the like a talisman almost that that thing that's hidden in it that was hidden in his bed oh, was meant to I somehow mean, control him or make him crazy? Yeah, it's just, it's just a little wooden mermaid statue, I guess. Yeah, it's like a toy. Yeah, it is like a toy. Yes. But yeah, the whole the whole I feel like all the tension is between is this real? Is it not real? 
and we don't ever get resolution to it. Nope. We get at the very end. Um, do we want to talk about the very end scene? We might as well, I guess. You know what? Let's not. Yeah, let's, let's not. not. Let's not talk about what happens at the very end. Because okay. that there, I had questions about it for sure. And you and I can talk about it later. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I wanted to mention is like when we talked about very early on in this, how he said it's ill luck. It's, you know, bad luck to kill a seabird. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down in my notes, that's some hefty foreshadowing right there. Mm-hmm. And the scene that happens when he tries to get a drink and it's like this brackish, nasty water and he goes and checks it out. And there's a seagull that has gotten into that water and it's caused it, I guess, to be that way. And another seagull flies down and he grabs it and he just he kills the shit out of it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he destroyed it. He Did, grabbed I it. By, even... Everybody who lives by a lake has thought of doing this at some point to a goose because <laughs> geese are mean and they shit all over your yard. Yep. And they chase you. Oh, my God. And I need to know, did you laugh? No, I laughed. No, I actually didn't. I watched with my mouth open like, oh, my God, because he the thing kind of pecks at him and you can tell that he's losing his patience. Right. I mean, that's kind of where he's at at the time. He's not like totally off the rails yet. And I get him being super frustrated with the the seagulls. And there's one in his drinking water or however that works for them mm-hmm. that caused this to be a problem. And he just grabs this by the neck and just beats it against the concrete. Oh, just, oh my gosh. I hesitate it, to say that people who live near lakes have thought about doing this because it's so brutal in this movie. It's brutal. Like I have thought before about, I don't know, just like, Picking one up, swinging it around, throwing it, you know, so it thinks twice about coming back, you know, not intending to cause permanent harm, not intending to kill. But he just beats this thing against the side of that concrete cistern until there's I mean, it's horrific. It is kind of horrific, which makes me feel like a slightly worse human being living on this planet for for laughing laughing at at it. I mean, it's so cartoonish. A little, but it's like her like because it's fake because it's just him losing his patience in a thing that is fake. It's kind of funny. If a real person did that, they would be destroyed by like Twitter. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody on Twitter would find out where they lived and like their career is over. Everything's over. If I saw that in real life, I would not laugh at that. No, it would probably make me sick. No, it's just seen. It's I couldn't help it. Yeah. As an insight into his state of mind, and again, it's one of these things that, like, is it real? Yes. It is so ridiculous. Okay. Something I wanted to bring up. There was a sound at the very beginning of this movie, and it came back towards the end of the movie. that sounded almost like an air raid siren. hmm And I wasn't sure if it was the lighthouse or the boat itself. And when the movie ended, I'm still not sure what, what that was at all. Except for something the director wanted to have to make us feel anxious. That I, was weird. Yeah, I think that's all it was. I think it's just partially the foghorn from the lighthouse and the ships and partially their sound design to make you feel that way. Okay, I get that. But so much of this movie was so they storm and it, 
Wake takes him out. He's like, dig here. And they're like digging in this storm and they dig up this box. And it's right after you find out that their rations, their supplies have been molded or getting, get, oh, I'm sorry. And this uh, trigger, trigger warning, the word moist, mm. they're, they're moist. So that's a problem for their dry rations. And they dig up this uh, crate, which is filled with nothing but booze. Yeah, and, and they're like, that's rations. where the movie goes from there. They just drink and drink and drink, and it's utterly ridiculous. Yep, yeah, 100%. I, what's even more ridiculous, they spend, you know, they go from Howard won't drink at all to he's drinking all the time. There's a little bit of a transition. There's a point where he's in the like engine room with the boilers and whatever else that machinery is, and he's shoveling coal into it. And he looks at the bottle that's right. there and he picks it up and smells it, but he doesn't drink it. He puts it back down mm-hmm. and then a weight comes in to get him about the rations being damp and about the mold forming and all that stuff. And then later on, their big concern is that they've run out of booze. Yeah. And then they're sitting in the lighthouse and I didn't know what they were doing. So I actually looked it up. What were they drinking? And according to what I found, they were supposedly getting drunk off kerosene. That's what and I thought. It's one of the strangest things and one of the most fitting lines I've ever heard from Willem Dafoe. They, it looks like they mix honey in with it and they kind of yes. taste it and it makes it a little bit more tolerable. But Willem Def- or Wake, <laughs> Willem Dafoe yes. takes a sip of it and then he goes. He yells monkey pump, according to the subtitles, monkey pump. And then they both start screaming and beating their chests. And then yes. that's the end of that scene. And presumably that's what they're drinking for the rest of the movie. Right. Then you see that container the next day with them. Like that's what they were drinking, which kind of reminded me of at this point, an older Jackie Chan movie, which was based on an even older Jackie Chan movie called legend of drunken master. And Mm. he ends up drinking this alcohol that they use to stoke the fire in this like metal working place. And he has to drink that to get drunk to do what he does for the martial arts movie. But it, I, I assumed it was just, yeah, that whatever he was using, that is not, I'm, I'm good. I don't. Yeah. Movie house official position is don't drink anything that isn't intended to be drank. Yes. <laughs> don't drink oil. Don't drink kerosene. Don't drink nothing. Don't eat. Don't eat Tide pods. Stick with water. Water is your best option. Drink water. Water is your best option. I agree. <laughs> Oh my God, this movie, but at the, okay. So we started to get there earlier towards the end of the movie. It is really unclear what's happening. Who is losing their mind? Who's trying to trick who what's going on. And Howard finds the log book. There was a yes. scene earlier where he had tried to find the log book and he, he'd picked the lock for the bureau and the book wasn't in there. And so he goes and finds wake sleeping with the log book open and across his chest and at first he's reaching for the keys i guess like he's kind of looking at that then he's looking at the keys i guess to the lighthouse to get up to the light and then he just reaches into his pocket and takes out his knife and is standing right over him and this is one of those scenes that i i would assume you're talking about when you mean this is film this is like art because defoe his eye pops open and he just looks over quickly looks back and then kind of squints a little bit in a suspicious way. Mm-hmm. And he says, that's a queer way to wear your shoes. 
because Howard had taken his shoes off and put them in his pockets so that he wouldn't <laughs> make any noise so he could sneak right. in. And I love that he's that aware that fast. Like, he's not a crazy old man, you know? And that's kind of yeah. how they're painting him. Like, he's, you know, maybe he's this crazy old guy. Maybe he's scheming, but he wakes up and he's like, that's a weird way to wear your shoes. Like, immediately <laughs> knows what's going on, but somehow what a great line that was. And he doesn't find it strange or he's not worried about the fact that Howard was lent over him because he's like, yeah. oh, I, I just didn't want to wake you. It's like, what are you doing six inches from my face? <laughs> but anyway, he finds the logbook later on and he's reading through it. And they'd had this conversation the night before Howard was supposed to leave and before this big storm happened. And Wake is telling him like, oh, I might miss you like you're on your way to be a wiki, which I'm, uh, you know, is some kind of slang term for a lighthouse operator, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm going to miss you. And, you know, you're going to be running one of these in no time and all that stuff. And then Howard is going through this book after the storm causes a huge wave to come in and it floods their house and he pulls it up and they're having this conversation. And then he grabs the book and he's like, I forget what it all is. He's like, you know, he's late. Assistant is missing, regularly abuses himself in the supply shed <laughs> stuff like that like he knows what's going on because there's a point there's a really creepy scene where howard is jerking his gherkin in this shed and he like starts screaming yeah and then falls to the ground and he's got his pants down and then he starts crawling out it is so goddamn weird what what i'm pretty sure that was the <sighs> same scene that where where you got some mermaid vagina it was ridiculous excuse me the term is cloaca my bad. And I was like, Jesus, fuck, what? Yeah, there's no way to get around. What the fuck is going on? I love that you sent me that clip of this seagull eating a squirrel or whatever that was. Because, a rabbit. Oh, my God. So many of these, like, what the fuck? It's I was dude, I was 100% not prepared for this movie. No, definitely not. I thought this wasn't going to be good. And I don't think many people are going to like it or going to listen to this episode. But, oh, my God, we do this so you don't have to. Yes. <sighs> and this was a movie I wanted to watch. And I don't want to say that I'm not glad that I watched it. I I don't just want to watch always fun, happy, hero wins in the end kind of movies. Like, I want to watch something that challenges me, which is the way I felt with Joker that it made me think about things in a different way that I hadn't thought before. And I appreciated that Joker was so good. This was just so weird. Nothing's ever explained. Uh, whereas decency to at least show you when they were lying to you. Yeah. And Joker was weird and controversial because of its message or its perceived message. You know, I don't know that that's a story with a, with a, a moral, you know, I wouldn't consider Joker a fable, so to speak. Right. Yes, I. this is the same. This is just telling a story. It is what it, it is. is. Like, it's just giving you this experience. It's like I went to the St. Louis Art Museum and they had this display where what it appeared to be was you're looking at a building and you're hanging upside down and you're being drawn upward. So what I imagine is they hung a, a camera upside down and pulled it up or they let it down and they played the video in reverse. And it was just weird. And I kind of sat there for a while watching it and I was like, what the fuck is the point of this? But it's like somebody found it cool or meaningful or whatever, you know? Yep. And this is one of those things. It's like, I don't know that I get the point of it, but it's super well made, whatever it is. 
yeah, cinematography, how it's done, the acting in it. It's all so well done, but the movie itself, unlike we'll take Joker, I could pop that again in again and watch it right now. Mm-hmm. This, I don't want to watch this again. Nope. No. No, I doubt I'll ever watch this again, unless I just want to hurt somebody with it. <laughs> like, if I want to make them question the nature of their reality, I might put this in. <laughs> oh, really? I, I got a movie for you. <sighs> <laughs> no. So, Halligan's. There's been a lot we've talked about in this movie. I don't know if there's a whole lot more that he wants to talk about. I, I, I'm I'm a pretty shot with this. I don't know if there's a, anything else that I can even contemplate talking about without straight ruining the ending of it, which I don't want to do. Okay, well, then we won't talk about it. There's a little snippet at the end, which is like, what the fuck was that? Yep. What happened? Is this yep. real? The whole culmination of the conflict, the fight. Oh, my God. Dude, just that end scene. Also, I just have to say, this is the longest movie I've ever watched. <laughs> I don't know how they made a movie that's around two hours or less, right? Yeah. Longer than the Snyder so, Cut. It was 109 minutes. Somehow I had been watching, it felt like maybe two hours. It's like, okay, this movie must be almost over. Nope, 48 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So every time. Ryan comes down to watch or no watch for me. I have to say watch. Um, obviously some trepidation with that. Don't watch it expecting a great experience, you know, hero wins at the end kind of movie, but this is an experience. The acting in it is amazing. The way it is filmed, things like that are really well done. The power of nature that it shows is great, but I love the way it's shot. I love the effort that goes into it. I I remember I didn't look it up again before we started recording or before I watched it, but I remember seeing this interview a while back with Robert Pattinson about his role. And he was talking about the fact that there was a specific accent he had to learn because the people who tended lighthouses in like the mid to late 1800s in this area had their own unique accent and their own unique way of talking. Really? Yeah, he was saying, and I think he was saying that they still speak that way today. It's like this strange, like, dialect that just somehow survived. Yeah, but he was saying that he had to speak that way. He had to learn to speak with that accent, and I guess Willem Dafoe did as well. And one of the things that I noticed that I did look up before this was, you know, what is that accent? And it led me down this other rabbit hole where people were talking about that. And they were talking about something that I noticed, which is that his accent seems to go back and forth uh-huh. in this. Yes. And the theory that somebody put forward on Reddit was that because he was pretending to be somebody else and he was kind of on the run, when he was going about his daily business, his accent was what it was expected to be for where he was. And when he drank, it slipped. Yes. I he I noticed that he went back to a very boston accent when he was in it and drinking and really getting into as they would say in game of thrones into his cups yeah into their buckets of kerosene (laughs) jeez yeah and there are these scenes where it's like i you and i are very good friends right i'd like to think so i would say so but we've never drank and then one of us laid on the other's lap and like divulged secrets (laughs) There is such weird intimacy between these two. 
Now, we've also never been stuck on a lighthouse together for an indeterminate amount of time with nothing but booze. Food's gone. Maybe you can catch a crab, but that's hmm. never happened either. Hmm. Now that you say it like that, yeah, we might end up like dancing and then fighting and stuff, but and I don't know. They they have this weird, like I was saying, they go back and forth. They have this weird intimacy and then they go to like fighting, you yep. know, one trying to escape the island, the other trying to keep him there. <sighs> so weird. It's so weird, dude. So weird. I don't know what else to say about it, except I really wanted to use my, my clips more. Like, come on. What's wrong with you? Play cloaca, 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 cloaca. What have you done? Cloaca, I broke it. You better leave that in. Oh my god! So I said, I said how I felt. Watch or no watch. How do you feel with this movie? I kind of want to stick by what I said. I don't want to betray my past self. But I think it's a watch with caution, right? Be aware of how this is. Be aware that it's going to make you uncomfortable. If it doesn't make you uncomfortable, that should maybe be worrying. Oh, my gosh. But it is. Okay. Um, A good movie to put beside this is something like the Fantastic Beasts movies in terms of like the total opposite. About to say I have confusion. (laughs) do you request elaboration yes so the fantastic beast movies are weird but they are total softballs like they give you exactly what you want they don't demand too much from you they're very entertaining they're pretty to look at and they give you a satisfying conclusion with a slight bit of ambiguity okay this is the complete opposite so if you like the other kind where you know that you're going to come away feeling better at the end of it, watch something else. <laughs> if you like experiences where you put yourself through something, if you like Joker, but wanted it to be more uncomfortable, watch this. Yes. If you've ever seen Beyond the Black Rainbow and you like that movie for whatever reason, unironically, get help and watch this. Because <laughs> I guess we'll have to do that one at some point. Uh, we will now, I guess. It's just so weird. I tried to start a podcast before we tried to do this one, and I made a friend of mine watch that movie, and that killed that podcast idea. <laughs> so you started out with something that was, you, you uh, got to work up to that. It was unreviewable. And oh, it wasn't. That's a challenge, sir. <laughs> I accept, challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. Maybe that'll have to be our next one. We'll just like have two. Oh, okay. Now, slow your roll. Damn it, dude. I don't know about next one. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a softball is the next one. Holy crap. Okay. Hey, I should have just used the app on my phone. I had like real good or something like that. What to watch. I don't remember what it was called, but I had one where I would literally just press a button and it would just tell me a movie. Cause that's what I used to use at home. Every once in a while, like, hey, I want to watch something. I just had this app. I plugged in with services. I had boop, hit a button, tells me what to watch. Okay. Maybe I'll do that instead of choosing these again, since of, you know, since it's not going particularly well (laughs) oh man so you're going with watch with apprehension is that what's going on yeah yeah watch but be aware of what you're getting into i i would say in general don't watch it it's for a select audience really it is it's for people who want this kind of experience um this is not your average everyday hollywood movie at all Mm -mm. 
Mm-mm. And headphones honestly did help. Like I have a Roku Ultra, so I just plugged my headphones into that. Nice. It helps so much with being able to understand what they were saying because that accent is so strange and the way the audio is recorded is, I don't know, it works well, like it sounds cool, but you can't pick up every word they're saying. And there are clearly times you're not supposed to, like when they're dancing and singing, yes. you're not supposed to understand what they're saying. But yeah, I, I would say watch cautiously, like 10% of you listening should watch it. The rest God, of you should be aware it's of even it. even that much. Yeah. It's so weird. I'm going to, I'm totally after this. I'm going to go watch some reviews of it. I'm going to see if Stuckman ever talked about it. I'm going to see if the drinker ever talked about it. I don't even I, know how it aired on like IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or any of that stuff. Yeah. I, I don't even know, to be honest, I don't even know if I want to watch reviews of it is how much it, I don't want to say messed me up, but my gosh, I, I've never felt after finishing a film how it made me feel inside the way this movie made me feel. It was actually ridiculous. Yeah. You texted me cause you watched it yesterday. Yeah, it was, it was an experience. According to Google, 82% of Google users liked the movie. And on IMDb, it has a 7.5 out of 10. It had a budget of $4 million and a box office of 18.3. Man, which if they could do this on $4 million, that's amazing. I mean, I realized that almost the entire movie is just those two in a yeah. very like limited, you know, shooting area in terms of the number of locations. I don't know if they actually shot in some kind of lighthouse or if they had sets or, or how they did it, but that's incredible. I feel like it was at an actual lighthouse based on having just watched it. I feel like that's what it was. Yeah. I might have to look up more about how they made it. If there's a, okay, here's something. If there's a, like a director's commentary, that would be something to watch. And this was directed by Robert Eggers. Sounds dangerous. Uh, that's somebody we're going to have to watch out for or watch more of. Ooh. Right. <laughs> it could be good or it could be bad. It, uh, it's so weird, dude. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. After my first reaction is I don't like it. Then, you know, having slept on it and being like, you know, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. It was an interesting movie. Well, sorry. Interesting film that <laughs> I, I don't know, folks. I hope you all can, if you choose to watch it, can appreciate it in the way that it's meant to be appreciated. As we said, cinematography, the way it's shot is amazing. The acting in it is so well done. I really love the back and forth between these two characters. Really just great. But the movie itself, for those who want to sit down and go watch it, the best I can say is good luck. Yeah. And one last comment, really last comment. I do the Midwest goodbye comments. Like I'm like, okay, last thing I want to talk about. And then I keep going. <laughs> uh, these two actors work so well together. Oh my I was really surprised at the chemistry they seem to have together. And it's, I don't know if it's just that they're both so good or if they were both actually having fun doing this. Cause I would kind of think you would be, it was a bizarre movie. It'd be hard not to have fun during Right. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so that's all I've got. I still haven't heard from anybody. We're asking oh, you come to reach on, out. People. <laughs> come on, reach out. Let us know. Just comments on YouTube, whatever. Hit us up at Movie Howl yep, on or, Twitter. I mean, I, I take care of that and I'll just say I'm sorry. I'm not good at that, but I'm trying. <laughs> and I'm at Man Panda. That's my own Twitter handle. 
And then we have an email address, moviehell at gmail.com. And I'm thinking about putting up a Facebook page to announce new episodes coming out or what we have scheduled. Trying to be more interactive, more, you know. Have fun with that, bro. Yeah. I just want to, I want to get some feedback. I want to know, there are clearly people listening. I want to know what they like. I want to know what they don't like. The only thing I can... For those who are listening, give us an idea of a movie you want us to talk about. Yeah. If you're listening. Or something you want us to change about the way we do this. Like, this time we were both drinking, because this movie was fucking crazy. Oh my gosh. If you like this, we'll drink more. I don't have a problem with that. Do you? (laughs) Okay, no. I wasn't drinking because the movie was crazy. I was drinking because in the movie, that was a a very heavy theme of the movie. And it just felt right to me. Booze was almost a character. It was. was, Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Ah, We forgot about the fifth character, Booze. There was the two main characters. There was Booze. There was a mermaid. And there was a a dead associate. That was it. Mm -hmm. It was a whole, all the characters. So, folks, thank you once again for listening. Halligans, we will catch you next time. I've been Joe. I'm Ryan. And we out. Uh... (laughs) Uh... Oh, that movie. Oh, my gosh.